Hello and welcome. I'm Rajiv Shankar from the International SOS Editorial Team. Hurricane Idalia is approaching the Florida coast, and International SOS has deployed a crisis management team to assist clients on the ground. Joining me now from Florida as part of that team is Jeremy Proud, Director of Security Solutions. So Jeremy, what are you expecting to see over the coming few days? Um, so right now, on uh, approximately 1300 on, on Tuesday, 29th of August, so as the storm's coming in, um, so we're expecting to see you know, uh, final preparations going on uh, throughout Florida uh, and surrounding areas. So, um, you know, individuals taking care of you know, the, the last minute uh, activities that they need to do prior to uh, the storm making landfall. Um, at which point you know, we'll start seeing that that uptick in, in winds, storm surge, uh, and really the, the impact of the hurricane. What is the crisis management team there to do? The incident management team here um, is, is here to support international SOS clients that are or, or may be impacted by the hurricane. Really what we're here to do is a few things, right? Um, so first is to be able to you know, provide that, that ground intelligence, that, that good information about what is actually going on in the location versus what, um, what we're able to source through, through open source, to be able to, to ground through the, the information of what's here. So that's our, our first piece. Additionally, um, and the reason that we're here prior to storm the storm landing is we want to be able to support clients should they need that support. And that being here prior to the storm allows us to be pre-positioned, to be ready should clients need assistance. So what that assistance could be is, is a number of different things. Most likely where the expectation is that our clients will have requirements around supplies. So situations where individuals are impacted, if we see especially storm surges, where individuals can't move uh, or we're seeing limitations in supplies being available. That's where we'll, where we'll be able to work to provide those as needed on a best efforts basis for clients. Lastly, you know, as, as we always look at with a hurricane, it's, the situation is going to change throughout the storm. So prior to storm, during, and then what often comes is that storm surge at the end. So really, I think we're here you know, as a bit of a force multiplier to provide you know what our clients need and you know, that that can always change and that we can see surprises for those things but that's really what we're looking to do what plans are in place and what has been achieved already at this point so we arrived today what we've been working on already is understanding general atmospherics so what's going on right now in central florida are we seeing issues that are our clients need to, to be aware of are there runs on grocery stores which there isn't are we seeing panic buying? Are we seeing changes in the atmosphere, things like you know, traffic patterns, closures? So those are things that, that we're looking on. We're also making contacts and working with uh, not only U.S. government, but U.S. federal, state, and local government, but also with our provider network, really to understand more about our capabilities, what can be brought to bear to assist our clients out there. How will international SOS be able to help if the situation escalates? So there's an escalate in the situation. Most likely, again, we'll be here to, to provide supplies and direct outreach to individuals. So that, again, most likely is a situation where someone needs food, potable water, could be you know, dog food, medical supplies, potentially you know, evacuation operations, depending on, on what the situation is. But certainly that's where we're looking to help. And again, providing through our ground intelligence, being able to provide that, that good information back to our regional security center so that we're able to let all of our clients know whether directly impacted or not, 
really what is, is going on in the ground. What do you perceive are the biggest risks? So I think right off the bat, we, you know, it's the storm itself. So as the hurricane passes, we see those, the winds that come with that. That brings about challenges with the hazards around debris flying around that could injure individuals if they're outside their homes. Obviously, the direct impacts of a hurricane on a structure are, are certainly those things that we're concerned about, as well as the storm surge that comes with it, the flooding that we could see. So those would be the, the biggest risks, kind of the secondary and tertiary risks come into other things that can happen. You know, looting comes to mind as things that we've seen during you know, various natural disasters over the years. So those would be kind of those primary risks that, that we want to look out for, as well as you know, those secondary and, and even tertiary ones that, can, that we've seen historically come up with storms. And finally, what are your key recommendations for clients over the next 48 hours as the hurricane makes landfall and in the period immediately after that? Right now, our, our recommendation is that for our clients to defer all travel to parts of Florida that are in the projected path of the storm until at least the 31st of August. This includes the coastline from Panama City Beach in the north, Sarasota in the south, as well as the inland cities, the direct path such as Gainesville. We also advise anybody in those areas to evacuate as soon as possible if they meet any of the, of the following criteria. If they're visiting and are not residents, they do not have access to robust bus accommodation with solid hurricane mitigations on site. They are members of vulnerable or at-risk populations for whom access to power and essential supplies are chains are critical, and they are under mandatory or voluntary evacuation from local authorities. So really immediately after, that's, you know, prior to the storm, obviously we want people to be in that robust accommodation, those locations that are able to sustain, you know, hurricane force winds. Immediately after, obviously, we, you want to you know do an assessment of of your space. So understanding um, you know what the damage is, obviously being very careful because not only do we have you know, challenges around storm surge, but also down power lines, other debris that's out there. So really, it's it's taking that time to make an assessment of, of that that damage, that impact, to utilize notifications from international SOS as well as state and local government on what the impacts are, um, you know, to stay at home if, if they're told to stay at home, but to really understand, you know, what's available, what's not, what roads are passable, what aren't. So really, even after that storm passes, we, we certainly see a, ha a hazard that needs to be identified afterwards. Okay, Jeremy, thanks for explaining the situation to us and all your analysis too. That's all for now. But just to remind that you can access all the latest information and updates on our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find details of all the global assistance centers networks available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.